Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Dramatized in seven episodes by Gregory Evans. Episode 3. Looking back on that time when the sky was darkening and the storm was blowing up, I'm amazed how slow I was to understand. You could sense the evil, surely. Oh, yes, Father. It was there. At the funeral of Danny Glick, hanging in a, a, a cloud around the Marsden house. But it was a long time before I could name it. That's because you're a grown-up, Ben. I knew what it was straight away. But I know if I said it out loud, no one would believe me. Was it important to name it? Yes, Father. It was only when we knew what we were up against that we could begin to fight it. It's open. Come on in. Matt? Hi. Thought I got the wrong place. Why? Oh, the music. Yeah, I expected, uh, I don't know, something a little more sedate. Well, I've been a rock fan since Buddy Holly. Great music. Ah, no argument there. Uh, Dinner will be 15 minutes. Great. In the meantime, why don't you fix the drinks? You get enough to eat? Oh, this is the bear a Catholic? <laughs> More wine? Hmm, please. Ah, uh, that window faces the wrong way, Ben. You can't see it from here. What? The Marston house. I bet you nickel that's what you were looking for. Uh, no bet. Yeah. Tell me about your new novel. Is it connected with the house? Yeah. Mm. It, uh, it centers on a series of sex murders. Mm-hmm. I was writing the first of them when Ralphie Glick disappeared. <laughs> Gave me a nasty turn. Well, this is based on the disappearances that happened in the 30s? You know about that? Oh, yes. Most of the older residents do. Some have already made the connection. What connection? Ben, come on. When the Marston house was last occupied, four kids went missing in ten years. Now it's occupied again, after 40 years... And Ralphie Glick disappears right off the bat. Coincidence? What? What else? You're the writer, you tell me. Maybe Ralphie will uh, turn up. Maybe. What if the two men have bought the house? Stricker, what do you know about him? Oh, nothing. (laughs) Which may be a good thing. I got a book on the boil that's bound up with a certain idea of the Marsden house and the people in it. it. Turns out Straker's a perfectly ordinary businessman. It might knock me off kilter. He doesn't sound ordinary. 
He opened his antique store today. You know about it? Yeah, I've seen the posters. I'm told he's a dandy dresser, extremely charming, totally bald. <laughs> Sounds like a lost uncle of the Adams family. <laughs> what about his partner, Barlow? Yeah, he's on a buying trip, supposedly. Why supposedly? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's probably all on the level, but that house makes me nervous. It's almost as if they sort it out. Or it called them. Somebody moves in, and another child goes missing. And then there's the death of Ralphie's brother. Very odd. Odd? Danny Glick's death is tragic, but... My it's... doctor's a young fellow named Jimmy Cody. He was consulted about Danny's case. The kid died of pernicious anemia. They were giving him B12. He was getting better. Then, boom, he dropped down dead. Oh, Don't let the lot gossips get hold of that. They'll have pygmies with poison blowguns in the park. I haven't told anyone about this, and I don't intend to. You should keep quiet about it, too. And about your book. I've already been given that advice. By Susan Norton, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Susan, I better get going. I'm seeing her later. Yeah, well, I'll come with you. I think I'll drive over to Dell's, have a couple of beers. Helps my insomnia. <laughs> Glass or pitcher? I'll make it a pitcher, Dell, and have something yourself. Thanks, Matt. Matt, do me a favor. Yeah, if I can. Mike Ryerson's over there, third booth along. Talk to him, will you? I reckon he's on something. Something bad. I don't touch hard drugs, Mr. Burke. Just grass. And I ain't had any of that for months. I'm sick. Is that the truth, Mike? I've been sick since I fell asleep out on Harmony Hill Sunday night. After Danny Glick's funeral? Yeah. I went to fill the grave, and after that, everything... Can't remember. Oh, God, my head. What happened, Mike? Try and remember. S singing. Remember singing. What? Sweetest singing I ever heard. And a feeling like... Like drowning. Only it was good. Woke Monday morning, lying on the ground. So tired. Sun was up. I was scared of getting sunburned. In October? I went into the woods. Crashed out. Slept till near dark. Must have finished the job. Can't remember doing it, but the grave was all filled in. What about Tuesday? Never saw Tuesday. Not till after dark. Slept the whole day. How do you feel now? Terrible. Thought a few beers would cheer me up, but... One sip and I wanted to puke. Had this dream. What dream? Bedroom window was open. Must have opened it myself. Someone was there. Who? I got up to ask him in. Like you'd invite in an old friend who was cold. Or hungry. Who was it, Mike? Who was at the window? It's only flu or something, isn't it, Mr. Burke? I'm not really sick. I don't know. Oh, God. I'm scared. I'm so scared. Mike, you need a doctor. Come home with me. You can sleep in my guest room tonight. 
Tomorrow I'll call Dr. Cody. Will you do that? If you say so. I don't care. I got you some pajamas. It's okay, Mr. Burke. I always sleep in my skivvies. Uh, my God. You look like you haven't eaten for months. Mike, turn your head. Where did you get those marks? What marks? On your neck. Scratches. No. No more like... Look in the mirror. Never seen them before. They don't hurt none. What you doing, Mr. Burke? Closing the window. I like a bit of air. Oh, it must be shut. Mike, if anything happens in the night, anything, call me, right? Right, Mr. Burke. Even if it's just a bad dream. I mean it. I'll be in the room next door. What? <clears throat> Who is it? Eva Miller, Mr. Mears. Telephone. <clears throat> Long distance? No, it's Matthew Burke. <sighs> what? what time is it, Eva? Just after four. You'd better come quick. Mr. Burke sounds very upset. <sighs> Not on the phone. Just come. Uh, uh, ten minutes. Ben. Yeah. Have you got a crucifix? What? No, no. I'm I'm a Baptist. Well, I was. Get one. Matt. Who's that? It's me. Jesus, Matt. Put that away. Is it loaded? Yes. Though it'd do no good, unless I used it on myself. Did you bring a crucifix? Yeah. Even let me this. Matt, what's going on? There's a dead man upstairs. Who? Mike Ryerson. Uh, are you sure he's dead? Yeah, in my guts, yes. I haven't looked in on him. I'm too scared. Because in another way, he may not be dead at all. Matt, you're not making any sense. Well, none of this makes sense. In all of Salem's lot, you're the only one... Ben, remember we talked about Danny Glick? Yeah, I remember. How he died of pernicious anemia? Yeah. Mike Ryerson buried Danny. So what? Matt, what are you telling me? After you left me earlier tonight, I drove out to Dell's. Mike Ryerson was there. He was looking bad. There was no sound from Mike's room. I assumed he'd fallen asleep, which was more than I could do. I had all this stuff spinning around in my head. Literature and fables and folklore. Coleridge's Christabel. Bram Stoker's evil fairy tale. Then out of the silence, I heard Mike's voice. He said, yes, come in. Who to? I don't know. But I heard the window in the guest room being opened, and I started to pray. I couldn't help myself. You didn't go and look? Ben, I was paralyzed with fear. I've never been so afraid. Well, there was a, a silence, and then I heard a laugh, the high, sweet, evil laugh of a child. Oh, man. Then it, it all points to one thing, Mike's story, the marks on his neck, those noises. No, Matt, that's not real. Well, there are monsters in the world, yes, 
Torturers, mass murderers, child molesters, but not this. Not this. You got any other ideas? What did you do then? I sat on my bed for four hours. Then I crept downstairs and called you. Well, we we better go up and take a look. Don's coming up. Yeah. It all seems like a terrible dream. Well, maybe it is. Maybe Mike's up there sleeping like a baby. Then, could I wear this? Sure. Makes you feel better. <laughs> it's odd. I'm not a believer, but it does. Hey, you think they'll let me wear it in the funny form? <laughs> you, uh, you want the gun, too? Oh, no, uh, I'd probably stick it in my belt and blow my balls off. door. The one at the end. Ben, are you okay? Give me a second. That door, end of the landing, reminds me of something I once saw in the Marston house, or thought I saw. Fine now. Windows open. Look, Matt. He's fine. Just asleep. Uh, it was closed and locked. I made sure. You said he was sick. Looks healthy enough now. Ben, he's not breathing. Of course he is. Mike? Mike, wake up. He's just sound asleep. Sometimes if you're ill, you sleep oh, for... Oh, no. There's no pulse. Well, there must be. He can't be dead. Mike? Mike, wake up. Wake up! He's dead, Ben. Oh, no. Look at his neck. I don't see anything. There's nothing to see. The marks have disappeared. There was, uh, dried blood on the sheet. One spot. Did you see that? Yeah. According to folklore, the marks disappear when the victim dies. Becomes, I know, I've seen the movies. We must drive a stake through his heart. That's desecrating a corpse. You could end up in jail or a, or a padded cell. You think I'm crazy? No. Do you believe me about the marks? Well, why would you lie? There's no gain. Unless you killed him. Maybe I did. Well, I can't see why or how in any way. Any way what? No murderer in his right mind would invent a story like yours. We keep coming back to my mental health. <sighs> Matt. Are you sure Mike Ryerson wasn't sick with some virus and just happened to drop dead in your house? Ben, I told you what he said. I saw the marks on his neck. I heard him invite someone in. And then I heard that laugh. I've let a whisper to this and people think you're insane. So there's nothing to be done? You have a theory about who or, or, or what killed Mike Ryerson. It can be proved or disproved. I, I don't believe you're mad. But I also don't believe in... Vampires. There. You've said it. So, we must put your theory to the test. How? Call your doctor. Uh, Cody? Yeah, Jimmy Cody. Okay. Call Parkins Gillespie, too. Tell them you went to Dell's and saw Mike was sick. You brought him home. 
Around three in the morning, you went in to check on him. You couldn't wake him, so you phoned me. That's all? That's all. Don't even tell him Mike's dead. Then how can I not... Christ, it doesn't even look it. Looks like he might get up at any moment and stroll away. That bothers you too, doesn't it? Oh, it bothers the hell out of me. Suppose I do all that. What then? There's an autopsy, and if Mike died of some disease, I'll find it. And if they don't? Then we'll watch Mike's grave to see if he rises up or whatever vampires do. If he does, which I can't imagine, we know you're right. If not, then we're faced with... The fact of my insanity. I'll make those calls. You know, he sure don't look like a corpse. Uh, Doc, are you certain that he ain't in some kind of coma? He's stone dead, Constable. His condition reminded me of what you said about the Glick boy, Jimmy. Matt, that was a privileged communication. If Danny Glick's folks knew I'd mentioned that, they could sue me. Would they win? Probably not. Uh, Help me turn him over. Uh, Right. What's all this about the Glick boy, Dr. Cody? Uh, nothing. No connection. Uh, any idea how he died? Not violently, that's for sure. There's not a mark on him. Doc, we'll, uh, leave you to finish up here, and, uh, Matt, maybe you'd tell me the whole story over a pot of coffee, uh-huh. okay? And, uh, Mr. Mears, uh, I'd like to hear how you got into this, too. Then you and Jimmy Cody arrived. You know the rest... Uh, you two ain't holding nothing back on me now, are you? Park, there's nothing to hold back. Well, it's... It's goddamn funny. Weasel's dog, the Glick boys, now Mike. That's a year's run for a pissant little bird like ours. Mr. Mears, I hope you ain't thinking of leaving us just yet. I, I'd like you at the inquest. I'm not going anywhere. No. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I hear you're sparking Bill Norton's girl. Uh, guilty? <laughs> She's a, a fine lass. I guess she doesn't see much of Floyd Tibbetts these days. Haven't you got paperwork, Park? <laughs> yeah, a whole stack. That This job's more trouble than a bitch in heat last couple of weeks. If, uh, if you're okay now, Matt, I'll go too. I've got some sleep to catch up. Oh, I'm fine. Thanks, Ben. That's it's strange about the Marston house, ain't it? How's that? Well, all this trouble, it started when those folks moved in. Uh, Maybe that old house has got a hex on it. How are you? Take 30 here in Portland. And today we've got a great lineup of songs for you. And singers, we've got Barry Manilow and Diana Ross coming up in the next few minutes. And in a minute, we'll have Barbara with the... Ben Mears? Huh? Who are you? Son of a bitch, you stole my girl. Floyd, Floyd, wait! I'm gonna kill you. Susan? Is that you? Mom, I saw two pain. Come in here, Susan. I want to talk to you. What's wrong? You haven't heard? Heard what? Mike Ryerson died last what? night at Matthew Burke's house. And who Mike? should be there but your writer friend, Mr. Benjamin Mears? Oh, ben? 
Mr. Burke says he met Mike out at Delbert Markey's Tavern and took him home because he looked sick. Lord knows what Mr. Mears was doing there. He's a friend of Matt's. How did Mike die? I don't know yet. Some say he caught a disease from the Glick boy. So why hasn't anyone else caught it? I'm going out. Susan! Wait. Did you know Ben Mears had a motorcycle accident a few years ago? His wife was killed. Ben told me. Did he tell you he was drunk? That's nonsense. The police breathalyzed him on the spot. Who told you this? One of the lot harpies? It's all lies. He was drunk. Mom! I'm moving out. I'll find a place in town. I should have done it a long time ago for both our sakes. Go! Oh, she's offended. Someone just spoiled her pretty picture of Mr. Ben Big Shot Mears. How can you sink this low? I won't have you oh. running around like a common whore with some sissy boy who... Susan! I'm sorry, Mom. I'll be out by Tuesday. At the latest. Floyd Tibbetts was here. I'm through with Floyd. He loves you, Susan. This is killing him. He looked awful. He wants you. What about what I want? You don't know what you want. Oh, I do. I want Ben Mears. Oh, Mears is no good. I've seen showboats like him before. Ava Floyd Lilla. loves you, Susan. Susan. He wants to marry you. Ben I Mears got is just after bad. one thing. Mom, be quiet, please. Is it Ben? Floyd Tibbetts was here this afternoon. Look, looked very odd. Had on a coat and a hat and dark glasses. What happened? He beat Ben up. Oh, right out in my driveway. Knocked him out cold. An ambulance came, took Mr. Mears to Cumberland Receiving. Thanks, Mrs. Moore. Susan, what is it? That nice boy, Floyd Tibbetts. He's just put Ben in hospital. He's sedated. You can have just one minute. Oh. Uh, Susan. Ben. Easy now. Real killers in this town, aren't they? Ben, I'm so sorry. I... I heard about Mike. What happened? Not now, Mr. Mears. Give the airplane glue a chance to set. What, darling? Is it, is it dark? Um, yeah. I want you to see Matt Burke. I must tell you everything. Tell him I said so. Well, I'll go right away. You get some sleep. Right. I love you, Susan. Oh. What did he say? It sounded like lock the windows. So Floyd Tibbetts decides to play the wronged lover. Damn. It couldn't have come at a worse time, just when we were beginning to understand. Understand what? Mm. Matt, I want to know what's going on. Ben said you should tell me. Well, easy to say, harder to do, but I'll try. I have to start with meeting Mike Ryerson in Dell's Tavern last night, which already seems a century ago. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.